Many Chargers players have high expectations going into the season, but which player will make the biggest leap from 2021 to 2022? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, man? Welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But David, on today's show, you put out a great post on Twitter about which Charger will be the most improved in 2022, which is kind of a tricky question, but a lot of candidates were up there and we got the answers from the fans and who they thought was going to be the most improved. And a couple of third-year players or second-year players topped that list with Asante Samuel Jr. and Josh Palmer. So we'll talk about them. We'll talk about Jalen Guyton, Kenneth Murray, and maybe Justin Herbert will be the most improved player going into 2022 but today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts so david this was a good poll that you put out and i wasn't even a poll but you just put out the post and we wanted to see because that means when you put the post out and then you got to put your name on it right now you're putting your name next to who you think is going to be the most improved player instead of doing anonymously through a poll and Josh Palmer was number one of the guys who was commented for in this. And I think it's a good call because he is a guy that I think impressed as a rookie. I mean, you look at his season, 33 catches, 49 targets, 353 yards in four touchdowns. And obviously there's a, a good amount of space for him to improve. That's not a season where you're saying, okay, well, it's going to be hard for him to top that. I mean, I think for him, you're expecting him to do bigger numbers than he did last season. Yeah, I think you are. I mean, you look at Josh Palmer, and I think when he got drafted by the Chargers in the third round, it was somewhat of a surprise. I, I don't think that was a position at the time that people around the Chargers and, and fans out there thought that the Chargers were going to target. And, you know, it turns out that Josh Palmer got a lot more opportunities than people were expecting. And I think that was because he showed that he was going to be a professional and he was going to work his butt off at this from the very, very beginning. That work ethic showed itself when they were talking about how often he would sit there after practice and get those one-on-one -on -one reps with Justin Herbert in. And that really, really paid off in those big moments. He saw, you know, some big touchdowns, them go to him in the Patriots game in the last couple of seconds of the game, of course, against the Raiders, where he had another really, really important big touchdown. Josh Palmer really grew throughout the year. And I think it's really easy to look at that and say, this guy is going to grow even more going into 2022. When I think you look at the factors of why would this player improve, right? And I yeah. think the first thing that you look at is just, Another year getting connected with Justin Herbert. Another year of those two guys getting on the same page. Because unlike the rest of the receivers, right, he's only going into his second season with Justin Herbert. Jalen Guyton, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all those guys are going into year three with Justin Herbert. But for him, this is only his second season. They've only had one season, you know, for them to kind of get on the same page. And we know they've been putting in work to do that. He was doing that last year, right, staying out to practice, doing all of those things. And I think – those plays on the money downs that you're talking about yeah. are really what make me think that he's going to be 
in for a bigger season because the hard thing is is even when you're you know getting a lot better you're still sharing targets with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen right so there's only so right. many targets to go around so it's hard to say you know he's going to have a full breakout season because it's like at best he's probably going to get third in targets right with all the wide receivers and that's not including you know Gerald Everett it's not including Austin Eckler but you just saw a lot there the route running was great you know not dropping the ball was great. He only had one drop all season, a 2.9 drop percentage, which is really good. Averaged 1.2 yards per route run, which is not great, but it was also better than what Jalen Guyton did, which is basically the person he's going to be going up against. And I think that's the big thing here, David, is which of those guys is going to be on the field enough. Last year, it was Jalen Guyton. This year, it's Josh Palmer to try to be that number three guy and to somehow make your stamp on a very talented offense. Well, and it's it's such a difficult question to answer because they're two different types of receivers. I mean, they're right. doing two different jobs for you. I mean, Josh Palmer is your prototypical wide receiver, your wide out receiver, you know, a guy that can, you know, thrive on the outside, that can run crisp routes. He can also work in the slot. I feel like he's a versatile wide receiver, a guy that's got strong hands, is pretty decent in the, in the contested catch situations. One of the big parts of his game that I, I actually liked last year is that a hundred of his yards that he accumulated came after the catch. You know, that's 28.3% of all of his yards. So when he had the ball in his hands, he did some pretty good work with it. And I think that first year, whenever you get into the league, it's all about kind of proving yourself, not only, you know, to the fans, but more importantly to the, to your teammates that you're going to be where you need to be and that you're going to make those plays now that they know he's going to be able to make those plays and not only make those plays, but make them in the highest leverage situations. He's going to get a lot more of those opportunities to continue to show that he can do that and thrive doing it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, he played pretty well. There's obviously room for him to be the most improved player. If he totally breaks out, you know, if he has to fill in, get more snaps because something happens ahead of him. I mean, he would have a chance to kind of put up those numbers that would make you think, oh, like, look what this guy did. I think the other thing is just, too, I think that the average yards per catch is going to go up. It was only 10.7 because yeah. I think that there's going to be more deep passes to him, and he's not the fastest guy. But I do think, you know, you're probably going to have most of the time either him or Jalen Guyton on the field. But the one thing, even though with, you know, his – probably mediocre, I guess, 40 time is just he's a really good separator at the third level. Even though yeah. he's not blazing past people, he knows how to create separation. And there was a few times last year where him and Herbert just missed, right? Like mm -hmm. the throw was yeah. missed. They just weren't necessarily on the same page. Those are the things that could cut back this year, which could lead to a bigger season. But there was easily the second closest player to him was Asante Samuel Jr. on this, right? He had 14 or 15 comments. Josh Palmer had 16 or 17. So he was right there. And oh, I yeah. think the reason it seems like he could improve so much, David, I mean, is because of how poorly his season ended. Two concussions, missed five games, and he left a lot to be desired, especially down the stretch of the season, but started off to such a hot start and showed a lot of the skills that you think you want to see in Brandon Staley's defense. I think this is a great call for someone that could be the most improved player next year. I think there's a lot of reasons to believe this. I, I think obviously just getting comfortable playing at the NFL level and having the confidence to know that he can really perform well at this level, whether it is outside, whether it is in the slot. I think Asante Samuel Jr. proved last year that he belongs at this level and he's going to he's here to stay. Uh, I mean, 40, 42 tackles. 11 missed tackles out there. I mean, that that's you know something that needs to get cleaned up, obviously, going into next season. But he only allowed three touchdowns all season, had two interceptions. 
Um, so, I mean, I think that was a great rookie season for Asante Samuel Jr. And now he's not going to be the number one guy. He's not going to be the man. He's not going to be going up against all of those number one wide receivers that he was probably going up against last season. It's, you know, those assignments are, are going to go to JC Jackson now. So I think, you know, there's going to be a lot more opportunities for him to get more interceptions, I think. And I think that's another reason why he can really show incredible improvement because he was already in good positions last year uh, with a good good amount of pass breakups. But now that he's not going to be drawing those number one assignments, I think that he's going to get a lot of opportunities to see those INT numbers climb considerably. Yeah, well, and I mean, you think he probably is going to get targeted a lot if he's the guy I think so. of J.C. Jackson, right? So he's going to have a lot of opportunities to make plays on the ball. Yeah. As a rookie, he was tied to it for third of all rookies enforced incompletions and interceptions combined. So he's right there, there with the top guys in the league. Sertan was up there at 13 tied with someone, but I think it was Eric Stokes Jr. But I think that he's already shown he has that promise. I think that's just the poor end of the season, right? Because yeah. if you look at what he did, five of the first seven games that he played, he allowed 25 yards or less, right? Yeah. Down the stretch of the season, though, it was big plays. It was kind of seeming like he got lost at times. Yeah. Six plays of 30-plus yards allowed last season. That's where I think he's going to improve, right? If you're looking oh, yeah. for that major improvement, that's somewhere where I think he's going to majorly improve. I think he's going to have more help around him, which 100%. is obviously going to help. But I do think that just being in your second season, learning what you have to do, and having a full offseason this year when you're not a rookie, I think it's going to make a huge difference. And unlike Josh Palmer, like, we think he's going to be starting and playing a significant amount, you know, a majority of the snaps on the defensive side. So he's going to have the opportunity to sink or swim. And that is kind of what it's like in the NFL. But I think with him, you have a lot of hope that he'll be able to swim because he is a fighter. He's a fiery dude. His mic dub that came out the other day at OTAs was great. He got Justin that swagger, Herbert. man. He got that swagger uh, totally. that you love. He has that like calm collectedness too. Like he, yeah. he seems like he's relaxed. He seems like he's yeah. out there. And I think when you're trying to learn so much as a rookie, for someone like him, who's such an instinctual player, like I think the more he does, you know, the less he has to think, I think the more his game is going to open up and he can fully just kind of rely on his tools to do the special things we've already seen him be able to do as a rookie. But one of the surprising guys to me, David, that kept getting brought up was Kenneth Murray. And there's a lot of Chargers fans that think he could still be the guy that could be the most improved player going into 2022. So we'll talk about if we're buying in that hype and a surprise guy in Jalen Guyton making the list today as the fourth most you know commented player in this discussion so we'll talk about those guys coming up after this but asante you've seen the moments like you've seen the moments like okay you could be really good not just good right it's just now it's finding those moments more consistently but if you're trying to make a moment that lasts forever with a piece of jewelry the only place to do it is bluenile.com you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating a custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all of the prices that you won't find at a traditional jeweler whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrating a milestone moment in your life, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. And no matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has experts on hand 24-7. So right now, guys, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Chargers listeners get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Just make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet package. So make sure you guys go check it out at BlueNile.com today. I also need to tell you guys that the official auto parts place of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, the only place you go to find any of your auto parts, of course, 
is rockauto.com. And I've used them several times. So this one's very easy for me to talk about because it's just convenient. It's cheap. It's convenient. You're finding great prices and you're finding the parts that you need. For me, I don't know a ton about cars, but one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to have to go to a chain auto parts store. I don't want to have to talk to somebody at the counter. So then he knows how little I know about cars because I expose myself every time I get one of those opportunities to make myself sound dumb about cars. If there's a person in front of me asking me questions, I literally did it today when I got my smog for my car for my registration. Like I will embarrass myself. I don't have to do that at rockauto.com. I can go to the website. I can type the kind of car, the type of car I have in, in a few easy clicks. I found the parts that I needed and I'm getting them at a better price. So why not get a better price at a family owned business with rockauto.com? So make sure you guys go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car, truck, and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, David. Well, we have a couple of guys, more surprise guys. I mean, I think when we talk about guys like Asante Samuel Jr., guys like Josh Palmer, I mean, they had promising rookie seasons. So it's no, you know, it's no surprise to see that those guys are really thought of as guys who can majorly improve going into year two. And there are positions, I think corner's definitely one of them. Some receivers break out as rookies, but not usually when they have the other guys that Josh Palmer shields the field with. Yeah. We're not getting that in this one because in this one, we're getting Kenneth Murray, right? Who was drafted the same year as Justin Herbert. Now he's going into year three and we have Jalen Guyton, but the Kenneth Murray one was the more surprising one to me because I think he's been more disappointing out of the two of them because Jalen Guyton, yeah. he's an undrafted free agent. Right. I mean, it's kind of one of those feelings like whatever you get from him, if you like he is already a success story, by 100%. A, like like a yeah. huge success for Jalen guy to, you know, come from not even getting like a catch with Phil Rivers in his last season, just randomly joining on with a team. To to what he's been bombs able to do. From Justin Herbert from back to back years. Absolutely. 100%. Kenneth Murray, though, he's a first-round pick. He went, came in, he had 100-plus tackles as a rookie, still had a lot of sh- moments where he really struggled, but there was a lot of moments where he had a lot of promise, too. Then he switches defenses and goes into last season with an ankle injury pretty much right off the bat when the season started. Didn't have any explosiveness, right? Was super late to react to the football, got in trouble you know, making tackles way too far down the field, and ended up losing his spot until you know later on in the season he was used as kind of a specialist. For what reason, we don't know. But I think the big thing here, David, is just can you buy into it again? I know I've told everyone before he cannot be my breakout player of the year candidate. And most improved is a little bit different. But it's hard for me to imagine at this point before I see it that he's going to be the most improved player in 2022. But at the same time, obviously, he has a lower bar than some of these other guys. He has a lower bar in some respects and a higher bar in others because, I mean, he he was a first-round pick. So, I mean, that expectation is always going to follow him wherever he goes. But he has had a very, very tough start to his NFL career. Injury after injury, and then last year playing out of position. I mean, he had 363 total snaps last year. 113 of those snaps was over the tackle, rushing. And that was an unmitigated disaster. Playing it was on awful. Edge, yeah. You put him in a position to where he really did not showcase any ability to succeed, and you threw him out there over and over and over again, and that did not work. So I think at least going into this season, they should have a very clear understanding of what Kenneth Murray can do and what Kenneth Murray cannot do. And I think that coupled with the just absolutely much, much better talent that's going to be surrounding him, hopefully, and most importantly, good health. 
if he is very, very healthy going into this season with the defensive line that's going to be in front of him, going to be able to handle their business, hopefully he's going to be able to make tackles closer up to the line of scrimmage, and we can see that Oklahoma version of Kenneth Murray Hmm. that we saw on tape before the Chargers selected him in the first round. And shout out to Glenn Jenkins because in his comment, he said, I'm hoping Kenneth Murray gets back to how he looked at Oklahoma. So I I think that's obviously what you hope to. I mean, it's hard to hope for that specifically at this point, but like that's what you're hoping to see is just a little bit of a glimpse of what made him special when he was in college. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know if I loved trading up for him, but I didn't think he'd be a bad player when he came out. And I'm not saying that he still can't become a better player and a much better player because obviously, I mean, he had the worst average depth of tackle in the NFL last year within, you know, at least a hundred run defense snaps. So that's about as bad as it gets as far as a run defender. And, you know, just as a pass protector or trying to break up passes, he only didn't have one pass that was targeting him, not get completed basically. Right. It was like 14 out of 15 passes thrown into his 149.142.9 passer rating allowed 132 (laughs) yards given up. That was really, really bad. And I I think obviously you can attribute that probably somewhat to the ankle injury, but yeah, sure. Still, I mean, that's completely awful. And it's also kind of on the coaching staff too for putting him in those situations. And he's repeatedly shown that he could not do the job in that situation. So not good at all. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to find a way to use your guy who's a first round pick, right? And at your right. linebacker now, you got guys like Tro- Troy Reader, you have Drew Tranquil. We'll see how much someone like Calvin Noy plays there, a couple of second year players in Nick Neiman and Amen. But I think with that position, like there's not a lot of guys who you think are going to just be that main guy. It's like, hey, if he came out and started playing super well, he could still be that guy. It's just hard to expect it. And it's hard for me to say, hey, I think he's going to be the most improved. I can tell you one thing, though. He has a lot of room for it. I mean, we know he's working hard, right? He's coming back. But the thing is, is just he's coming back from another injury, too. So he's already missing time again this season to really get back to where we think he should be at. But we do have another guy we need to get to in this segment, though, because we do have Jalen Guyton, who is definitely not the name I thought. I mean, for sure. I mean, I think when you're looking at Josh Palmer and Jalen Guyton both being in the top four of people that were brought up to be the most improved player, Josh Palmer, as a former third-round pick, makes a lot of sense, and he did some good things last year. Jalen Guyton had more yards than him, had more catches than him, had one less touchdown than him, and has that deeper speed, right? As not elite deep speed, but at least can threaten you deep and made, you know, one of the best plays of the season last year against the Giants on that 65-yard bomb sure by did. Justin Herbert. But I think for him to improve, though, it, it is hard because I think – he. For me, the thing that catches me up on it is just he had more targets in 2020 than he had in 2021. So he already had that eaten into last year by the addition of Josh Palmer. Can Josh Palmer and Jalen Guyton break out? No. Can they both improve? Yeah. Yes, but I think out of the two of those guys, like the person I would think it would have a chance to break out more, I think would be Josh Palmer just because I think to some extent with Jalen Guyton, even though he's still gotten better, I still think last year was his best season. I just think that he kind of is what he is at this point in this offense. I I don't know, Daniel. I think I actually might challenge that a little bit. I I think what happened in 2020 that we saw a lot with Jalen Guyton is that 
there was a lot more deep passes to him. And he, I don't think he got a, as many of those opportunities last season. And I think with the offensive line that he, that Justin Herbert is going to have in front of him and with more command of the offense, I think you might see more deep shots. And I think that might mean more opportunities for Jalen Guyton to, to get more of those big plays that like we saw in 2020, he only had three touchdowns each of the last two seasons. So I think that's a, another area where he can improve his game. But like coach Staley was saying, with Jalen Guyton, if he shows that he can really complete more of those, you know, in you know, short to intermediate routes, I think that's going to open up things for his long game when he does go shrieking down the field looking for a long bomb from Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I mean, when he was talking about that, he wasn't talking specifically about Jalen Guyton, right? He was right. just saying that what how it would help the Chargers if they had that true deep threat. And he said it's not just being a deep threat; it's being able to do everything else well you know, so that people are afraid of what you're going to do underneath and over the top. I don't know if Jalen Guyton's ever going to become that complete of a player to do that and truly threaten underneath and threaten over the top. Maybe. I mean, I think the point about the offensive line is good because it should be better. It should give you more time to develop plays downfield. But is he still going to be out snapping Josh Palmer, right, this year? Because he did last year, and it seems like it's hard to believe. And when he was on the field last year, it wasn't super efficient. I know he's sharing the field with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, but his 1.03 yards per route run ranked 90th out of 101 qualifying receivers last year. So when he was out there, it wasn't necessarily meaning he was being super productive, at least on a snap in and snap out basis. It was more of like every once in a while kind of a thing. More deep passes, having the ability to set up more deep throws, I think gets him more productive. And I think maybe he has a more efficient season. He's still caught, you know, at a 15% higher catch rate this year than he did in 2020. So I think that's obviously a promising sign. But the average yards per catch dropped a little bit. He still averaged more than Josh Palmer. Yeah, 14 I think and a half is pretty good. 14 and a half dropped down from 18 plus, though, what he had in 2020, right? When he was, right. That's, that's more a more explosive average, but he was only catching half the passes that were thrown his way. So his yards after catch per, per reception was actually five, which was actually, you know, pretty Two yards higher than Josh Palmer, right? That's yeah. the thing, too. I mean, there was a couple of weird ones in there. And obviously, if you break away, there is that's going to pad it, but he didn't have a lot of like breakaway touchdowns, right? I mean, even though when he caught from Justin Herbert, he caught it on the goal line. So he wasn't getting anything from that. Right. Yeah. And and he had that fourth down catch to where he came back and made a dude miss to get it. And he showed himself to be a little bit more trustworthy, but the four drops obviously still an issue, right? Having a 11.4 drop percentage isn't great. And I think it's just hard for me to imagine like last season, he had 448 yards, like in, in, you know, Josh Palmer was less than 400. So like, is he going to get that much better where like he's going to put in like a, you know, 700 yard season with Josh Palmer already, to, you know, hope and with Gerald Everett into the fold. Now, I don't know, man. I think that's really hard, hard to expect that to happen. But for, for Jalen Guyton, I just hope that, you know, with another year in this offense for Justin Herbert, that he can see more deep shots. I mean, that's what he's brought into the table to do. So I think with Gerald Everett creating havoc and really getting that the, those yards after catch, in the short and intermediate parts of the field, it might open up those opportunities for Jalen Guyton. Yeah. I mean, it, it's possible obviously. And I think, you know, he didn't see enough last season. And the problem to me still is that when he comes on the field, I don't think he can threaten enough of that other stuff. Like, I think that's yeah. part of the reason you didn't see him get involved in a lot of deep passes early on in the season last year. And everyone's like, where's Jalen Guyton is just because when he's out there, they know he's the fastest guy on the field, and I just don't know if he's been able to do enough underneath consistently enough when you see those yards per route run and you just see the inconsistency and the lack of production to, you know, think that he's going to have a huge jump 
going into 2022. I think he can be a better player and every, you know, he's improved every season. So I think yeah. he is going to improve going into 2022. It's just hard for me to say, you know, out of those two guys, I'm picking Josh Palmer just out of the two of them. If I was given that choice. So I cannot say he's going to be the most improved player on the chargers. Just the way I see it right now. I think they can target him deep more and I think they should. Hopefully yeah. that turns into the results that they're hoping for, because that is something that was a little bit lacking in this offense, but it wasn't Justin Herbert's fault or maybe it was, but we're going to talk about Justin Herbert and maybe if he could be potentially the most improved player, even though he threw for 5,000 yards and had, you know, 40 plus touchdowns last year on the church. What is the major improvement from those numbers even look like? We're going to get into that and maybe a couple of other guys who might be able to throw their hat in the ring coming up after this. But I hope David bets on Jalen Guyton being the most improved player and coming back and clapping back at me. But if you want to place any bets, the only place to go is betonline.net, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And right now, guys, is a great time to get in on the action. I always tell you guys, but right now you have the finals going on, and now it's one-to-one. -one. That's going to be a crazy series. I mean, that one has the makings of a six- or seven-game series. You have the NHL playoffs going nuts, about to go into their finals, and you have baseball going on all the time. But if you guys only like to bet on football, that's okay, too. You can go to betonline.net and look at the NFL futures. Justin Herbert sliding down a little bit, the second in favorite to win the MVP going into the season so the odds are getting a little better so we can all jump on it and make some money there but you also have guys four players in the top 26 on betonline.net in odds to win defensive player of the year i'll give you a hint it's jc jackson derwin james joey bosa and khalil max so make sure you guys head to betonline.net because it's not just football not just baseball not just basketball it's your favorite vegas casino games it's horse racing it's esports whatever you're looking for you can find it at betonline.net so make sure you guys head to the website and use your mobile device today to find out the latest trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, one or five people ended up asking us if Justin Herbert was going to be the player that could improve most going into 2022. Because we put it out there on Twitter, at LockdownLAC, to see what everyone thought or who everyone thought would be the most improved player going into 2022. And when we get to the Justin Herbert level, he was fifth. He was the fifth most comments that he got. And then everyone after that was like a couple here, a couple there. So we'll talk yeah. about some of the guys that kind of snuck in and, and still, I think, probably have a chance, especially in a couple of their cases, to be the most improved player. But a lot of people still think it's Justin Herbert. And I'm not even like totally against it because I do think Justin Herbert can be a lot better, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of places where you can look and say like, hey, could have done this, could have done this. He could have had, you know, receivers not drop the ball. So technically that's not him being better, but it would lead to better results, obviously. 38 you know? of them, to be exact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're being specific. Right, but like I, the interceptions could go way down, right? The oh, yeah. passes could go up. The efficiency could go up. The third down throwing could go up. There's a lot yeah, of things. What does what is, what is most improved or what does success look like for Justin Herbert in year three? Well, and it goes kind of back to what we talked about on the mega crossover, the Chargers Unleashed and Chargers Trap Pod, and, you know, all of those guys was just like his, you know, stats could go down and he could have a better season. Like the raw gross yeah. numbers of it, he might not have 5,000 passing or then he could still have a better season. And the team could have obviously a much better season because there would be much more well-rounded team and Justin Herbert isn't having to put the team on his back. That's yeah. the thing. But as far as like processing, right, how he's attacking defenses now, because we talked about it with the Joe Lombardi comments. He's in year two now. So now yeah. instead of worrying about the verbiage of the offense, now it's more, okay, well, how can I attack this defense, right? And we know it was a smart kid. And, and Joe Lombardi talks about his, you know, stamina to learn things and just have stuff just thrown at him all the time and just be constantly learning and wanting to keep learning. There's a chance for him to improve in a big way, even with, you know, borderline MVP numbers. 
Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these guys you have to look at, do they have the opportunity to get better? Do they have the opportunity to be the most improved? Are they going to have the options? Well, obviously, Justin Herbert is going to have every opportunity to show that he is going to be even better. And I think there's a, a good amount of reasons why you can think that. I mean, like you mentioned, another year in an offense, which has never happened before. It's something I always li- like to remind <laughs> you of. But it hasn't Justin, happened in a long time. You should. Yeah, say. it doesn't ha- hasn't happened since high school, right? Yeah. So for Justin Herbert with a much better, much better supporting cast, a much better defense, I think that you're going to see him be able to take some shots down the field, but also with a better command and better understanding of the offense, and hopefully better chemistry with his wide receivers, you're going to see more efficient version of Justin Herbert and less interceptions. I think also less drops too. Like I said, 38 drops. I think that's going to regress a little bit down. So you could see some better numbers come out of that and some great playmakers to go out there. This chargers team has everything that Justin Herbert needs for him to have incredible success in year three. Well, and let's be honest. The other big thing about that is like Joe Lombardi and Shane day have to kind of evolve and get better too. Right. Absolutely. Now Joe Lombardi's had a season to figure out what works and what doesn't with Justin. Mm -hmm. So like, yep, he's going to have to keep adding the wrinkles now that he's had a season under his belt, the things that are going to even amplify Justin's tools more, because when you have someone like that, I mean, the, 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 Talent is unlimited. And like he, oh, he could yeah. be potentially the most talented quarterback just out of raw talent, you know, physical ability, all those things out of anyone in the NFL. It's up there with the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes of the world. But when you look at his coaching staff, they have a lot to prove too going into their second season as an offense that put up really good numbers last year and is going into this season with playoff and, you know, potentially Super Bowl expectations. I'm curious about one thing. Now that Justin Herbert is a reportedly, you know, at 245 pounds, do you think that maybe we could see some more design runs from Justin Herbert this year? I I doubt it. I mean, I, at least to, to an extent where, like, it, it's going to be a dramatic difference. He's like that because- Josh Allen size now. Yeah, but he's not like he's not that he's not as thick as Josh Allen. And all those numbers are always kind of speculative anyways. Like, yeah, they asked him how much he weighed, though, but like. What was he like? Two forty last year. So I don't. I don't know if it's thirty eight. Okay, seven pounds. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Either way, we're we're arguing about semantics here. I mean, the thing is, what does Brandon Staley know? His job is directly linked to the health of his quarterback. I mean, for sure. Josh Allen, you know, can truck stick dudes and stuff like that. I just don't see Brandon Staley and this team going in that direction because they know how important he is to the team. I think there's going to be, you know, hey, we might catch you here, we might catch you there, but. When you have the arm of Justin Herbert, yeah, you want to be able to roll out and make plays on the run, and you want to be able to scramble and pick up first downs when you have to. But he has plenty of a good arm to, you know, do it with his arm and not his legs. Yeah, and that's a nice last resort, but I just don't think you're going to see, you know, the QB powers or anything like that. And maybe a naked boot like every once in a while. Yeah, he wasn't really that productive on the design runs either. He only had 23 yards on 27 design runs, but he was very, very effective on the scrambles. 36 scrambles for 279 yards. Well, I think you also have to think about, too, like those design runs, a lot of those are quarterback sneaks, right? Because the the quarterback is designed to run. (laughs) So you're not going to get a lot of yards on those for the most part. But you're not seeing a lot of those, you know, just plays where it's like, okay, hey, it's me. I'm taking it and, and you know, try to stop me. And when right. you did see some of those, like especially in two-point conversion, I think we saw one. I think we saw some in the goal line. It doesn't seem to ever work out well. But he is a guy that makes quick decisions and, you know, decides to tuck and run, I think, pretty well. 
especially with that kind of internal clock that he has already only two seasons in is super, super impressive. Oh, yeah. His pocket poise is just insane for a guy. It's awesome. You know, and, and can to be able to fire strikes under that heat too is something he's always done well. But David, to wrap up the show here, we have a couple of other guys that got a few votes, a lot of them spread out to a lot of different guys. Donald Parham is one, a guy that was mentioned a few times. Nazir Adderley is one guy that was mentioned a few times. Trey Pipkins. I mean, I think there was a lot of hope for Trey Pipkins. Like, yeah. I think, you know, everyone knows how big that would be for the Chargers if he is the most improved player and come out there, you know, and even be better than the small sample we saw last season. Yeah. And another one's Jerry Tillery, right, who gets a, a new defensive line coach now with Jay Rogers going back to coaching interior guys, which is something he was world-renowned for in his time with the Bears. Maybe that helps a little bit. Having Khalil Mack and Joy Bosa helps the most and having yeah. other talented defensive linemen with you as well. If you're looking at those guys, David, and you're thinking which one of these guys could improve most in 2022, who would you lean towards? <sighs> Man, I, I'm going to go with Jerry. Ch no, I'm just kidding. Um, I can't in good faith go with Jerry <laughs> Tillery again. I, I'm sorry. He, he's going to have to show me. And I want him to. I, I do. I really want Jerry Tillery to go out there and show me on a consistent basis that he's going to be able to do it down in and down out. But honestly, I think it's going to be Nazir Adderley. I think he's really been on the cusp of putting it all together. I think uh, you, you saw the, the that he's always been in pretty much the right spot. And, you know, he's been a very good last line of defense defender. And I, I think for Nas last year, you saw the physicality part of his game kind of unfold. And now I think if he's able to get the interceptions and turn those almost interceptions into actual interceptions. I think that's where he takes the next step. And I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities with a much better pass rush in front of him, the, them stopping the run on early downs and forcing uh, opposing offenses to throw the football. I think Nas is going to get some interceptions this year. So I think out of those guys, I think it's, it's Nas for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that pick and he's, he's another guy. I think he's, he's not in the, Kenneth Murray, Jerry Tillery category, right? But I think probably his second season after his hurt rookie year, I picked him probably to break out and be the most improved player. And last year it was Kenneth Murray and so on and so forth. Yeah. If you are, I mean, he's going to have the opportunity to do it. And, you know, I mean, he does also have the incentive of being in a contract year. Absolutely. And he also has the in you know, incentive of, hey, there's a guy coming up for your job in JT Woods a little bit. And I mean, oh, both yeah. those guys can coexist and they will. Sure. But Derwin's going to play deep sometimes, too. And who's going to be oh, yeah. that other guy lined up across from him, right, back there with him? It could be one of those two guys, we think, as we see it right now. So I think there's a lot of reason to think, you know, this year could be the year where it kind of all comes together for Nazir and having a more talented team in front of him, more talented cornerbacks that he's working with for sure because there is such a big relationship, right, and communication that goes into the relationship with these corners and the safeties and where it's they all essential. need to be. It's huge. And he has been close. You have seen him kind of make those plays. And you're still kind of waiting to see that breakout season going into year four. I just keep four. seeing that one play from Scary Terry. He makes that ridiculous oh, yeah. catch where Nas yeah. just keeps come flying in for the interception. And I'm like, there's no way that that ball should have, have went through his hands <laughs> and went into yeah. Terry McLaurin's. I just don't understand. It still does not make sense <laughs> to me. And it's not the only one. There's a couple in the end zone, too, where it's like he just yeah. gets his fingertips on him. And the, the pass rush is going to help. I mean, shout out to whoever put that in the Locked On LAC comments because somebody used that with their answer for Nazir Adderley. Just more balls getting chucked up because there was a lack of pressure too often last year. There weren't yeah. just balls getting thrown up wildly with guys desperate to try to get first downs, and I think that's twofold. It's not having the pressure to get mm -hmm. those wild throws enough, and it also was – 
having too many manageable third downs, having absolutely too few, you know, obvious passing down situations. Both of yep. th- both things we think are going to improve in a major way in 2022. So I think that's it. Donna Parham, he had 20 catches last year. I think the addition of Gerald Everett hurts because I think Gerald yeah. Everett's going to ra- have a really good year. So I do think Donna Parham could obviously get better. I think he can have a monster touchdown season with the absence of Jared Cook because he is that big-time presence down there. I don't think he'll be the most improved. Trey Pipkins would be great for this team. Jerry Tillery, I think, could really be that guy, but we refuse to – no, I'm just kidding. I mean, he, he definitely is going to have the best chance but he also has Morgan Fox there, too, to compete yeah. for snaps with. So if he's not getting it, especially early on, does he lose some of those snaps, right? But I think he has every incentive with that fifth-year option not picked up with, you know, some fire behind him in a Morgan Fox, just like Nazir Adderley has with JT Woods, even probably worse than that because, I mean, you have a dude that you've already seen do it in Brandon Staley's you know, yeah. defense. So you, he Had brought in one of year. his guys kind of, you know, a thing there. So it is going to be interesting. I mean, I think the thing with this team is – you hope that the talent that you brought in can either bounce back with the guys you took low risk deals on, like Morgan Fox and Kyle Van Noy and Bryce Callahan. Yeah. You hope those guys can bounce back. And then you hope the other players like JC Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Khalil Mack, those guys live up to the billing. Yeah. But the rest of it's always going to be, you know, can those other players, can those, you know, guys who are still going to be major parts of the defenses, but aren't are the defense, but aren't those household names yet, can those guys improve enough to fill in the cracks and really complete what they're trying to have be a great defense, right? Because you need all those guys to improve. If this defense is going to be not just good or really good, but be one of the elite defenses in the NFL, it's going to take improvements from a lot of these guys. And for the offense to get a lot better, it's going to take some improvements on that side of the ball as well. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Remember, guys, we are three shows a week right now. The good news is we're trying to get the best guests that we've ever had on the show on right now. We're in the works with a lot of great things coming up. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel so you never miss it. And following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Because we have some big things on the horizon and we appreciate you guys checking it out today. And we, we will try to always keep it Monday, Wednesday, Friday when we can. And then we'll let you guys know how it changes from there. So as of right now, we'll probably be back on Wednesday, but until then, make sure you're following us on social media at Lockdown LAC on Twitter at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram and on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. We will try to get some fan mail Friday in this week, so make sure you guys get your voicemails in at 323-524-7924. But we have some big interviews and some big things coming out, and we'll be here always for the latest news. And if anything ever comes up, you can always guarantee we're going to have a show right after that to get in on the latest news. But that's going to do it for today. We'll be back with you guys probably on Wednesday. Until then, take it easy and go Bulls.